You're listening to Potter Nonsense, a podcast with me and Ray. Let's uh, let's get the show on the road. I uh, welcome to Potter Nonsense. I'm Ray, and I'm Fee, and with us in the quote unquote studio here, we have Alice. Hi. Uh, Alice will be joining us as a guest on our episode and she will be guesting again in future. Yay, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Um, I am, what, what did they say? Long time listener, first time caller? <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's let's stick with that. I like that. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So, no. we've, yeah, we've got Alice here to uh, probably go on tangents with us because they're always a bit of a ride. <laughs> because, um, yes, we, we, we all are very unable to stay on a particular topic between us. I think, I think previously, I mean, you two have definitely had the conversation about having ADHD and I haven't been tested, but I'm going to get tested because I'm every time Fee brings it like, oh, this is an ADHD thing. I'm like, oh. I do that. Oh, but I do that. Oh, but yeah. I do that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should get tested. This is like, yeah. it's just the power of three diagnosed as adults, yeah. ADHD well, ladies. Well, I should, I should really bring up the story that I bring up every time people like ask me if I, I do have ADHD. Um, I was in primary school and my parents got called in and they said that we have a problem with your daughter. She won't shut up. Um, and my parents said well have you tried moving her away from her friends I went yeah we tried that doesn't matter who we put her with she talks to them and they said well have you tried putting her by herself and they went yeah we tried that she talks to herself (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the solution was but that's a story my parents like to tell um about how I I don't shut up yeah that's funny I even do it now I I'm willing to hazard a guess that you would probably have more of the uh, hyperactive type rather than the attention deficit type. So adult ADHD is categorized into uh, hyperactive, uh, inattentive, and then a combo. Um, I have predominantly inattentive, but sometimes... Yeah, most mine's mostly inattentive. So a lot of my teachers used to like to tell my mother that Kelly would be a great student if she could just focus a little bit more. Kelly is often off with the fairies. She's such a creative girl, um, but she would do a lot better in school if she could just pay attention. Bit of both. Yeah, I, I, I see a bit of both for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I can either be super laser focused yeah, or like I'm, don't know what I'm doing. Like when sometimes I'm, if I'm doing something that's kind of boring and my mind wanders – Mm-hmm. Then I'm like suddenly can't do what I'm doing. Mm. Like I'm yeah. so much slower. Yeah. Well, when yeah, I was, but I can't focus on the boring thing, so I can't do it faster. <laughs> when when I was discussing it with my psychologist, it's like, yeah, the only hyperactive tendency that you've got is that you need to be crocheting whenever we're talking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't watch TV without doing something. I used to bite my nails. Used to chronic nail biter, and then I took up knitting. Mm-hmm. So yes. And now you have lovely Hi. long fingernails. Thank you. There are a couple of them chipped at work, but they have beautifully long fingernails. I'm not allowed to paint, which is really sad. Mine is just uh, I have to be fiddling. So I I will literally be like scrolling through Facebook, not actually looking at Facebook, watching the TV screen, but my thumb is still doing the scrolly ah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just channeled my fidget need into crochet. Yeah, me with knitting, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I don't have a fidget need and I will stay stock still for so many hours that when I finally do move, it's like, oh, that's painful. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have a stomach and I have to eat. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. the other day I was playing Star Wars Fallen Order 
on PlayStation and I played basically for the whole day, didn't have lunch, like barely ate breakfast. I was just so hyperfixated on it. And then it got to the point where I was like yelling at the TV because I couldn't do this puzzle. And my boyfriend's just kind of like, have you eaten today? You're very hangry. And I was like, ah, oh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> as soon as I ate, I was fine. But yeah, <laughs> hyperfocus is dangerous. Yes. It means you might starve. Yes. Um, okay, so, so I believe that today we will be talking about veganism in the yes, wizarding world. Yes. <laughs> uh, full disclaimer, um, there are different levels of levels. I don't know if that's the correct term for, for vegans. So there's certain things some vegans will tolerate and others won't. So I'm not going to say I can speak for all vegans, but for those that fit within my sort of parameters, this is probably where we'd be at. Yes. So like, for example, you still drink wine which I like to check the labels and yeah. if it does say vegan friendly, I'm more likely to drink it. Yes. Yeah. But if I'm um, not hundred percent sure, I'm, I usually just go, I'm going to risk this egg white. <laughs> it's, it's more like, I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't say anything specifically. So I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that it's an okay one. <laughs> Yo, what? Usually okay, by so then I've drunk too much. So yeah. I'm like, Full disclosure, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegan at all. I was vegetarian for a little while. I naturally run low on iron and it was either have a bunch of needles and take some iron pills or like start eating meat again. So I started eating meat again. I try ethically sourced where I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat a lot of tofu at the same time so I don't eat meat every night but I am not vegan. So this is all kind of like new for me. Um, what the – Wine is not vegan. Um, some wines use um, egg white as a filter. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. See, there you go. I, it was you know. something that I had to learn as well when um, I saw that there were bottles of wine that said, we are vegan. I'm like, when was wine not vegan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's literally what I just did when you mentioned that then. I'm like, wine isn't vegan? <laughs> Chicken isn't <What>? vegan? <laughs> And then, and then you said, and then you said egg white, and I was like, wine has egg white in it. <laughs> it's, it's more just the process than, mm. than anything else, yeah. And like mm. some some vegans are against honey, eating honey. Some are for it. So yeah. that's that's a really vague one because I have literally bought stuff from the store assuming that it didn't have honey in it, and then thought that the honeycomb chunks were fake until. I was like, this is really realistic and pulled it out and was like, that's not circular. Fake honeycomb is usually circular. Why is this chunky and look like actual honeycomb? <laughs> and then read the back of the like the ingredients list and was like, why does it have honeycomb pieces but it says vegan and vegan friendly on this? Like I was really mad because oh. I was like, I'd eaten half this tub of ice cream. I was just like, oh, no. are you serious right now? You're like, I shouldn't have to double check the label. <laughs> yeah, that's so really, angry. yeah, yeah. If it's got vegan friendly written on it, it should not. You shouldn't have to check the label. I agree yeah. with that. So yeah, um, I don't know whether. And my mom said that she spoke to somebody else, and they said that in other states, honey isn't considered vegan, but then in South Australia, it is or something. And because this brand's like a Australia wide brand or whatever, that mm-hmm. that they must be going by the other standard. And I'm like, as far as I'm aware, nowhere thinks vegan honey is vegan. It's whether you're what they call vegan, which is you're okay with honey because mm. you're supporting the cultivation of bees. But there's a whole thing about why I don't agree with that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, the, there's the switching between whether it's um, beet honey farming promotes um, 
bee colony, like bee population, or whether it's harmful to them. And well, it's more the like the biggest issue in the states anyway that I know of is that hives are being put on trucks and then trucked around the country. Well, that's not ideal. No, and so they're being exposed not only to different crops, different temperatures in different areas that wouldn't normally, they're also being exposed to so many different pesticides right. in a short period mm. of time because they're intentionally being let free in farms where there are pesticides being sprayed. So predominantly their food is covered in pesticides, which is killing them. Mm. But that's the same industry that then provides the honey for people. Yeah. So they're getting so the companies are being paid by the farmers to bring the bees and they're also making honey like money off the honey as well. Mm. So like that's my big issue. Um the other one is uh my father did an apiarist course because he wants to keep bees just because he likes bees and he thinks it'd be nice and my mother hates it, but anyway. Um and a big thing is if the hive is going to split because it gets too big, um a second queen shows up. Like yeah. another queen just steps up and she'll take half the hive. And unless you're in a hive, you've got a situation where you can have the capacity to have more than one hive, you kill the second queen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. If you do not have the capacity, you have to just be constantly killing, like, a queen every so often um. to keep your hive in one place if you don't have the capacity to keep splitting. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is more I'd ever thought I'd ever learn about bees in, like, two minutes. <laughs> in a podcast about Harry Potter. <laughs> in a podcast about Harry Potter, I'm learning about bees. <laughs> yeah, bees. So those, those are my issues with honey. I mean, there are, there are more ethical ways to extract the honey. Um, and again, that's a point of whether it's right or wrong to extract the honey. Um, and that's a debate that is still going on quite fiercely in many um, vegan groups, which is a lot of the reason why I stopped going on Facebook because I got fed up with debates like this. Um, because like, you're both right, you're both wrong. Can we please stop killing each other? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just a matter of like, whether you're okay with that or not. Um, I don't think I could be because I just don't even like honey anyway. Okay. So I would just be like, if you want to extract it, you can, but I'm not going to eat it. So mm. don't care. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on bees. Mm. Um, the bees, other thing I, is, I always just think of the Cards Against Humanity card that's just bees. It's bees? <laughs> bees? Bees, yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing too is like, again, partly disclaimer, um, by faith I am a druid. So for me, it's more of a boycott of the industry. If we were all hunter-gatherers for some reason, there's the apocalypse, I sure as hell will eat deer. Yeah. I'd do it. I mean, deer's had a good life. It's well, probably it's, 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 it's been out in It's the, the natural cycle. Yeah. We are taking it is the, natural cycle. the weakest as long of as the, yeah. the herd and then we're using all of it to sustain ourselves so that we don't die and we continue. And there's a lot of other people in the vegan community who don't like that. They're not a fan of what... Um, some pagans call rewilding, so going back to that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. I don't, don't think I could do that now when I can actually go and eat plants and stuff. But if, if there was an apocalypse, sure as hell I'd eat it. I have no issue with that. Um, as long as you're giving thanks to the animal for giving you its, like, sustenance and you're thanking it for its hard work and its life and you're giving back spiritually, I yeah, apocalypse, definitely. Yeah, in an apocalypse, like, I'd eat a deer. Of course, yeah. well, you'd be more likely to be eating a kangaroo here. Yeah, that's true. Depends where I am when the apocalypse hit. If I'm yeah, back if home, then, then if you're in Japan, then it'll be deer. <laughs> then I'll be eating. Hold deer. on, there's. Do you have? Do you not have deer in South Australia? We do, uh, but they're really hard to find. Yeah, there are very oh. few deer here. Yeah. Do you have a lot well, of deer in have, Queensland? 
We have a few deer in Queensland, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just thought it was commonplace that, yeah, Australia has deers. Yeah, we definitely don't have them natively. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if mine are native or if I just keep driving past a farm. <laughs> I think it could, you could be going past a farm because it's, I don't think we have a, much by way of wild deer. They're certainly not native to Australia. No. I mean there's some in, in like rural Victoria, like Halls Gap kind of area. Okay. Like the Grampians, Unless they're they... wild deer. Mm. Unless they escaped from somewhere, that, that they probably did. Happen. Oh, they probably did. Everything or they did. were intentionally let loose by idiot English who wanted to hunt. Well, them. there's that. Um, there's also my favorite, just tangenting like completely because I love my favorite escaped animal story. The Edinburgh Zoo put their rock wallabies in an enclosure that backed onto a cliff face, <gasps> and guess what got out in the Highlands of of uh, Scotland? An Australian <laughs> rock wallaby. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, there's like a there's like a bunch of them living in Scotland around the city of Edinburgh, like in the like forest area around the city of Edinburgh, because they got out and they couldn't find them all. That's amazing. I have a friend who you know back in the day. Oh no, no, back in the day you can still do it where you can buy bits of the Highlands and get a title. Yes, as conservation. Yeah. yeah. So my friend has one of those, and so he's on the Facebook group, and they have videos so you can see the wildlife. And there's these badges that show up. I don't know if they're the same ones, but we call them Huffle and Puff. Uh-huh. And so every time I see them, I go, how's Huffle going? How's Puff? So, yeah. I just, That's cute. Yeah, last tangent homes. before we actually talk about something about Harry Potter because this is my favourite um, escaped animal story. So Papoy Escobar had a menagerie. <laughs> and so no one did anything regarding the menagerie when he was arrested for all of his shit. So now there is a problem with hippos in Colombia. That is wonderful. Oh my god, that's <laughs> actually hilarious. It's 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 very bad for like you know they'll absolutely destroy a village like in in one go. Like oh my god, and like it's people who also do often do not actually know what a hippo is <laughs> because like they oh they just god. don't have access to certain forms of media and have mm-hmm. never like seen a hippo so it's like some kind of weird like monkey-faced monster behemoth <laughs> like this is like <laughs> trying to describe a hippo to people and it's like I mean no one tells you when you're a kid that hippos are carnivorous yeah no, <laughs> um, no. so yeah it's a really major issue for them but like no one no one can catch them or anything like that because they're hippos so yeah. it's just this thing that people are learning to live with in Colombia now wow. yep hippos are super dangerous too yeah there was the, it's, like, it's, it's it's still on the same tangent um the there's there was this post about things that have been classified as fish in it like have been catholically classified as fish um I mean catholically classified. because because you so you can eat it on during Friday. lent on fridays oh i see okay that's what you mean by catholically i should know that most of my family's irish catholic anyway <laughs> so um one of the things that has been designated as fish is hippo and honestly if you can ca- kill a hippo uh you oh deserve to eat it on lent <laughs> yeah absolutely if you can catch and kill a hippo successfully someone like doing a rodeo with a hippo and trying to catch it <laughs> oh my god i feel like the hippo would bust out some like death roll like a crocodile oh, and just yeah. like crushing. yeah 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 
like, like it, it seems fairly impossible. So, like, honestly, if you can get hippo meat, you deserve to eat it during Lent. That's oh my god, that's <laughs> all right. And on that note, I think that should be the show title. If you can catch, if you can catch a hippo and eat it, <laughs> if you can catch a hippo, you deserve to eat it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. On that note, uh, is there room? <laughs> being vegan at Hogwarts? If you can catch a hippo. You deserve to eat it. Oh my god! <laughs> that, is, that is the thesis statement of our vegan episode. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, in the apocalypse, we're going to Colombia because at least we can survive on hippo. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, so the question: If uh, if you're just joining us now because you fast forwarded through all of our tangents, um, the question is: Is there room for vegans in the Harry Potter universe? Uh, it's it seems like that to make any decent potion or to use your wand, uh, even like your parchment, your gloves and stuff like that, there's some form of animal magic or otherwise involved. Yes. Um, I so guess the a lot big of question potion is ingredients. where yeah. and how that is being um, harvested. Yes, harvested. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Because in the case of parchment being like stretched um, animal hide, is that just being conjured? Like I can't imagine a bunch of wizards going out and killing these animals just to make paper out of them. Mm, like I feel no, like parchment I, would just be conjured and then sold, which does bring the question of how the hell does the economy work if you can just conjure whatever you want and sell it? Well, that is the thing. We know well, that food cannot be conjured. Yeah, food cannot be Yeah, there's, there's magical laws. Uh, Gua, if I can remember correctly, Guamp's magical laws or something. Yes. Uh, Gamp. Gamp or Gamp, yeah. Gamp or I don't know. I just finished reading the books. Forgot it. Um, no, nah, it's gone. I think it's Gamp. I think mm, it's Gamp. Yeah. Gamp's magical laws. Yeah, Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration. Um, the five basic principles of an exception. The five principal exceptions of Gamp's law. Exception one is food. Exception two is money. Exception three is intentional curse damage. What? I don't think that's right. Exception four is bring a human being back from the dead. What do you mean? Necromancers don't exist? Come on. Hey. Um, the, there is a fifth exemption, but it's never actually been explicitly stated. Okay. okay. Um, so it says in the first book Wait, there are five make exceptions. Wait, stuff, but it's not stuff because we are previously saying about um, Molly Weasley making cream sauce that isn't cream sauce because she magic is. Does that mean I can make stuff taste like salmon? It's not actually salmon. Probably. Probably. I can't, yes. can't eat salmon again, one. but not actually eat salmon. That is the most Japanese thing you've ever said to me. Dude, okay, <laughs> I, should, I should point out the only time I've, I've cried from eating food three times, once was salmon. The first time was salmon. My aunt made really, really nice salmon when I was back home. Oh, nice. Oh, just, um, just a disclaimer for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, especially because you can't see my face. I'm actually Japanese. My father comes from everywhere else and my aunt and uncle are from Surrey, so I have an accent because they used to babysit me. Oh, my God. Okay, so for everyone else listening as well, I've never met Alice in real life and I don't have her on Facebook, so this is news to me as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did, did Fee not tell you? No, I, I, I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Hi, this is hi, this is Alice. She's my part Japanese friend. Yeah, we're gonna have Alice on the show. She's Japanese. Brought up ages ago when you said, "Hey, I might have my vegan friend on. She's Japanese, so it's gonna be interesting about the fish." No, none of that. No, no, no. It really, it never came up. I mean, 
I mean, it never came up because it shouldn't really come up, but also the image of you that I had in my head was like Alice a, in Wonderland? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, everyone like gets a, that. Like, I thought you'd be blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm like, no. Yeah, like a blonde British girl. No. No. <laughs> and it could, look, the blonde British girl thing could be because your name is Alice. So yes, the instant well, you start talking fine. That's fine. and you sound like Alice from Alice in Wonderland, it's like, oh, yeah, Alice, that's the image in my head. No, that's okay. That's actually where my name came from, so it's fine. And to be perfectly oh, clear, all of her social media is based on Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> my dad that's read the perfect. books and decided he was going to have a daughter and she was going to be called Alice and here I am. I really love that. That's so cool because I don't have a cool story behind my name except my mum's goddaughter decided that my name would be Kelly and mum and dad hadn't actually named me at the time, therefore Kelly stuck. Oh, I see. Well, my mum couldn't decide on my Japanese name for ages and then she happened to be driving on her way to work and there was, oh, I think it's called Salvation Jane, you know, that purple flower? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there was like a field covered in it and she took that as a sign because my Japanese name means a field of purple. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's so nice. I like mm. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yes. So I think that we determined that Molly must have been like conjuring the source from somewhere else. Like oh, she had, so she wasn't yeah, making it. She'd already oh. made it and now it was like, okay, just, I need to just get gonna teleport ready. it here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like just moving the food. And my thing was like, could we make cream sauce that will not make me fatter? <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm with you on that because because I want I want stuff that tastes like salmon that isn't salmon. <laughs> Look, I feel like you would be able to like change the tastes and the flavors of food. You just wouldn't be able to conjure the food. You could transfigure, say, a bit of like salmon, for example, into or like what am I trying but to say? You, you could like, essentially just get like flour and water and just make it look and taste like anything and you could be vegan it'd be fine yeah but you wouldn't be getting the nutritional value out of the other bits can of you food, put nutritional no no okay 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 you get a multivitamin and you mash the crap out of it <laughs> and then you get some flour and some water and you make some goop and then you make it look and taste like chicken why don't you just, and you're fine why don't, you, why don't you just transfigure the multivitamin because oh could you oh yeah because you could multiply it to make it bigger yeah yeah i suppose yeah, you could just get the multivitamin and transfigure it. And yeah, there okay. you go. There you go. I just oh, just take goodness. just just take a I can imagine that one muggle-born that's like, I'm vegan, but I need my, my medicines. So it's like, Mom, send me multivitamins and then take it down to the kitchen. Can you transfigure this into chicken? But make sure it's going on my plate only, please. <laughs> I don't care if the others get it, but that has to be on my plate. Yeah. Okay, so that's one strategy for being vegan at Hogwarts. Yeah, well, the other thing, again, the question of, of like, wands is how it's harvested. Is it consensual? Mm. Like, in the case of Forks, I don't know. Did he actually consensually give up two feathers from his tail or did Dumbledore just yank him out his ass? Well, I mean, knowing what we know about Dumbledore, probably, but I feel (laughs) like... Oh, this is why I love Dumbledore. I love Dumbledore because he's a horrible person. I feel like... That uh, animals that are used, so like the unicorns, the phoenixes, and the dragons, are really respected. So I feel like the mm-hmm. way that, like the, the the normally the phoenix feather would be like taken would be ritualistic almost, or mm-hmm. and the way the unicorn would well, be like yeah, Hagrid had a whole bunch I mean? of unicorn hairs he just had sitting around that would got caught on bushes that he would collect. Yeah, and I mean, there's I that imagine too. that phoenixes would lose their feathers from time to time as yeah, well. Yeah, so you could just collect them that way. Yeah. So the only and thing, the only core that necess- 
it necessitates the death of um, the animal is the dragon heartstring. Yes, it is. But could dragon heartstring be like, I don't think euphemism is the right word. Maybe it is. But you know how like toe of frog and things like that are actually herbs. Yes. Could dragon heartstring be literally like another bit of the dragon that they're like, I think this is it. Like fish fingers. I think if we were looking at <laughs> And custard. <laughs> oh god, no. I, I think that if we were looking at a world where these things didn't appear to be very, very literal, I think that I would agree with you. But um mm. yeah, I have, we are have looking the at thought a, here. Like that, worm's wart is a herb. That's mm, um, not actually a wart from a worm. Yes. <laughs> Do worms have warts? <laughs> um <laughs> It is established that um, a dragon heartstring wands are very good for dark magic. Okay, so the assumption is there is death involved. So I think that See, that could be that it that it has that because it necessitates death to be created. Hmm, that's a fair point. See, I'm imagining it, and this is maybe just me being very, I don't know loving i i see it as like a dragon dies either of old age or someone slayed it i don't agree with the slaying part but as a part of honor you take then the heart Mm. of the dragon Mm. and then you have the heart string and it's like this honorable like ritualistic thing of i respect that you fought valiantly even if you lost Mm. thus i am going to i'm sure that you could get i'm not saying i'd be okay with a dragon heart string yeah i think i think that um you could probably get um, ethically sourced dragon heartstring mm. from dragons that had naturally died. Mm. Um, I just and I mean, not sure how, how many heartstrings? Mm. How many heart? Yeah, strings? but how many strings does a dragon heart have? That's a fair point. Where are the strings of like, the heart I'm, in the first place? Oh, aren't they like the muscles? I feel, uh, the the uh, yeah. muscles between the things that so when your heart pumps and mm. it expands again, it's what holds in between the like in my mind I've got the picture I can't draw it for you so I haven't got pen but like inside the actual cavity of the heart there's the bit yeah that are like oh sorry it's, I smacked my elbow just now um the stringy bits okay yeah really the, 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 uh, <laughs> hold on there's a name for it it's like cordea uh cordea tendon or tendon. tendon that's the word I'm looking for uh, it's the, te- yeah, it's basically the tendinous cords that hold the oh, muscle okay, together. Yeah. Corde tendinae, mm. I think is the Latin term for it. Mm. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've done anatomy. And then I think um, that they dry them because like, otherwise that's also the one part of the, the one, um, co- main core that will rot. <laughs> well, magic means it won't rot. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so the the tendons, they're fibrous cords. So a dragon's heart would be quite large. You'd probably get a fair few heartstrings mm. out of one dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's probably. I mean, Charlie Weasley lives in the Romanian wilderness with on the dragon conservation. They probably get it from that. No, yeah, I he think probably, so. I think he supply. He would supply Ollivander. Yeah, he probably makes some decent bank supplying Ollivander and the other wand makers. No, well, that's how he. And, that's how he gets to survive. That's how he affords his uh, wacky hairstyles and. Weird earrings that, that that's Molly Bill. Just, oh, that's Bill. That's Never Bill. mind. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. So I forgot where that sentence was going. Hold on, it'll come back to me. He makes bank paying, uh, selling the heartstrings. Yeah. So I, I feel like perhaps in the olden, olden days, 
dragon slaying would have been something because, you know, you've got all the English myths mm-hmm. of St. George's dragon and the Saxon dragon, the red dragon, the Welsh dragon, blah, 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 which are the red dragon and the Welsh dragon are the same thing, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in the olden days to slay a dragon probably was like a big feat, but as like the wizarding community has gone, hmm, maybe we should be studying these giant magnificent creatures when they die it um they just become something that is donated or harvested they don't necessarily have to kill them to get the dragon heart well then is that perhaps how they get dragon hide gloves most likely yeah those fancy jackets that fred and george ended up buying yes (laughs) probably yeah they probably didn't buy them they probably just went oi jolly oi jolly Send us some jackets. Well, that was um, after they got. So I guess some dragon hide. After they opened their shop, that was when they got that. So they might have been like, "Hey, can you can you can you hook us up with a discount?" <laughs> yeah, probably. They're like, "We can pay our own way, now, thanks." Friends and family rates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. My other thought too on the whole thing is like, there are things like, was it boom slaying skin and mm. stuff? Yeah. I don't know what a boom yeah, slaying yeah. is. But I wonder, like, again, how is that harvested? And, again, it depends, too, on your level of of veganism as to whether you're okay with things that are harvested ethically. Oh, a boomslang is an actual snake. Oh, no, yeah. it's just snake skin. So it could just be shed. Mm. So you could yeah. just pick up, so, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm Most okay likely. with that, but it depends. Some people wouldn't be. Yeah, there's definitely, like, lacewing flyers is one, so that's definitely an entire body of an animal. Oh, yes. Oh, here's my thought too, and this is this is going to make me oh, – I'm going to get so much flack for this. Hermione conjures animals. Like, she makes birds mm. that attack Ron. How alive are those birds? I doubt they're very alive because they, they – I don't think they're very alive. I mean, could, you, could, you, could you potentially – conjure a bunch of these lacewing flies and then smack them over the head. Are they actually alive? Well, the, the birds I'm not vanished saying I when agree. they hit the door. Yeah, when they died, I feel like they they're more of a... They died. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I, I feel like they're say, a conjuration. How could you do that? Because mm, yeah. they I guess, charm rather than... Yeah, oh, okay, that's fair. Because I guess the big thing is it's like that lab meat argument. Mm. If you're okay with lab meat as a vegan then you'll probably be okay with half the stuff in the magical world because it's either harvested from an already naturally died of natural causes thing or it was mm. conjured and created, I suppose. Like that's my perspective. I'm actually interested to try lab meat. I don't know if I'd like it, but I'm interested to see what it tastes like. Because you've already learned that you don't enjoy the taste of chicken anymore. No, yeah, I accidentally I accidentally ate chicken the other day and I was like, this tastes nothing like I remember. This is disgusting. So apparently I don't like chicken. Um so I don't know. I, I'm curious about lab lamb because I, I my great grandmother's Greek, so lamb is a big deal. Oh, I used to love lamb as a kid anyway. Um, so I'm interested to see what lamb tastes like now mm. after a good decade. Um, I do I do like lamb, but also I feel bad eating lamb. I, I don't eat it. Fair enough. I only eat lamb when Mum cooks it for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I also I'm a I also can't. I'm a terrible vegan because I actually, I'm not terrible, but I have a cat who has digestive problems and uh, urinary crystals, which means I had to pay a hell of a lot of money to have a dietitian formulate a proper diet for her, which means I have to cut up raw meat every mm, 10 days or so. Yes, mm. but your cat is also An a creature that. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind doing it. Um, I yeah. don't mind because I don't have a choice and she's like 
three years old, so she's still got the rest of her life ahead of her, and she's a precious yeah, princess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, lamb is one of those things I cut up for her all the time, and it sometimes makes me, when when like I'll give the leftover bits to mum and dad, and they'll like make something out of it, and then I'm like, oh, mm. it smells good because <laughs> I remember what lamb smells like, and I'm like, oh, that smells really good, but I reckon it tastes awful. Oh, I remember liking lamb marrow. I'm sorry, this is really terrible. This is vegan talking about how much she misses meat. Oh, that's terrible. But yeah, no, I used to, I used to eat um, lamb a lot. So I reckon that'd be exciting. But to try, mm. well, I think, but I might I think hate it's it. Fair for you to um, think about the fact that you did used to have these things, yeah. and I think that it's disingenuous to unless you like just genuinely did not enjoy meat, and that was part of your. Um, yeah. journey to being a vegan like I think it's disingenuous to pretend that this is something that you don't occasionally think oh I really liked that and I can smell it and it smells really good <laughs> that's fair yeah so as far as like eating at Hogwarts like there seems to be enough variety brought to the tables that you could just yeah, you'd be all right. just eat the veg like you know you might realize these potatoes are cooked in something that is not for me <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the other thing too it's like how much could you – because at now, like, I'll eat something and I'll eat out and I'll just tell myself, I'm just going to say these potatoes were cooked in oil because I'm not going to make a big deal at this massive table of 14 people as to whether or not this potato was cooked in butter. I've already put <laughs> it in my mouth. It's too late now. Um, but, yeah, I do like to check beforehand if I can. So I'm – I probably will cop a lot of flack from the vegan community for this podcast, but whatever. Well, look, look, potentially, but we haven't had too much flack for some other stuff. Yeah, so. um, honestly, the most um, response we get on episodes is when you get into my <laughs> you get into my Facebook messages like you were wrong about this. Me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Ray. That's me. Yeah, no. Okay, in my defence, I was sick for about a week and a half. And uh, the only podcast that would load properly was Pot and Nonsense. So for a week oh and all I did was listen to Pot and Nonsense. And in my fevered, you delirious brain, I would pick up my phone and I would text Pete. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, they did oh this God. and that and the other. I just finished reading the book. <laughs> it was, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But what? Now I'm curious. What were you saying no about? Um, it's okay. Various the, things. The first one that I remember is um, that you guys thought that um, Dumbledore knew that Sirius was uh, innocent, um, but still let him go to Azkaban. I mean, I always thought until there was the just end the of the potential book. for him to know. But. No, no, no. But you said at the end of the book, he said maybe you can save two innocent lives. Yeah. And you were like, he didn't know any other way. He had no idea. He had to have known from the start. I'm like, no, no. Harry and Hermione told him. And then he said that. He didn't know until they told him. Mm. And I think you guys forgot that he told him. I think because the thing that's clearest in most people's minds is movie stuff. Yeah. And they do not tell him in the movie. No, they don't tell him in the movie, which is really stupid. But it's yeah, no, they don't. Harry and Hermione, like, they're, like, freaking out and Snape's freaking out and he's like, I don't know what's going on. And so then um, Harry and Hermione are like, no, 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 this is what happened this is the conversation we had. Snape got knocked out at this point. Lupin turned into a werewolf at this point. Peter Pettigrew ran away at that point and tells the Dumbledore the whole story. And he's like, right, I believe you. Okay, let's save Buckbeak and Sirius. That was the first time I texted you. And then I know I texted you a whole lot about the what, what houses superheroes would be in. Yeah. 
which by the way, I've gotten into about four separate arguments about whether or not um, Thor is a Hufflepuff, which I agree he's a Hufflepuff. I think he's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. In the first movie, there's a deleted scene, but I've seen it, where after he smashed the cup, he replaces the cup. He does. He does a replace Gryffindor the cup. would not replace the cup. A Gryffindor would, no, a Gryffindor would not replace just the cup. be like, oh, sorry, cultural differences and back out of the room. Hufflepuff's like, oh, I broke their cup. I really should get them a new one. I'll try and get one exactly <laughs> the same. Here you go, lady, while you're sweeping. Here's a cup to replace the one I smashed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thor is, a, Thor is a definite yes. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Whereas everyone's always like, no, 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 his loyalty to Loki is like, is is like camaraderie thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hufflepuffs can be loyal too. But Hufflepuffs are the most loyal. The definition of Hufflepuff the, is loyal no, much but that, more than Gryffindor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm saying he's more loyal to Loki than he should be if he were a Gryffindor. Yes, a Gryffindor would have yeah, pushed absolutely. him off years ago. Yes. <laughs> a Gryffindor would have just been like, nah, you're too much hard work, get fucked, mate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ray says this as a Gryffindor. <laughs> Ray says this is a very tired Gryffindor who just can't stand people's bullshit 90% of the time. Yes. Whereas I'm sitting here like, well, maybe they just had a bad day. I'm a Hufflepuff, just so yeah, you all know. I, I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe you just had a bad day. Man, I need to find my notes on that episode because I know I'm going to contradict myself if we keep talking about this and say something else. No, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm actually trying to find my messages to see what I can't, what other nonsense I, I yelled at Fee for. We, we should probably yeah, just got, find our way back to the actual topic, though. So. Yes, that's true. That is also very no, true. I was, say, I was just about to say, I got yelled at for the Steve Rogers being a Slytherin by, like, a lot of, a lot of my friends who are gryffindors and they're like no steve rogers is a gryffindor i'm like uh, steve fight rogers doesn't mean he's yours i like like, steve steve fight me rogers is not a gryffindor (laughs) steve i'm gonna lie on several military application forms just to get what i want and do it in a really sneaky way is not a gryffindor (laughs) anyway back to veganism at harry potter totally willing to um have a bunch of people think that he's in Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, just to get yeah. the job done. <laughs> no, I, I have an argument with you about this, this Malfoy. That's what that the most flack was probably about, the Malfoy family tree. Mm. We, we had an argument about that. Did we argue? Or? Oh, most, mostly you were like, I don't think so, and then I gave you all these facts and you were like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> What was the what was the Malfoy one again? Uh, Man, I'm terrible okay. at podcasting. I well, can't remember what I said. This wasn't actually something that got mentioned in the podcast, but I brought it up because I was like, well, actually, this point doesn't make sense because blah, 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 blah about the Malfoy family tree, which is that it's spotted with muggles and muggle-borns because oh, muggles are more interested in power than they are in purity of blood. They're just following purity of blood because that's where the power is. Lucius Malfoy attempted to marry the Queen of England. One of the family members. I'm not sure if it's not Lucius. This no, would have been Lucius. someone trying to marry Queen Elizabeth before the before the um. No, no, it was back. Sorry, not Lucius. Sorry, it was somebody, but it was like maybe one of the other. Because you know how oh. people get named after their mm. parents. I think it was one of the other Lucius's back. But they, yeah, someone someone tried to marry the Queen of England because I was power there. They're a power. Okay, the image that I have in my head, you guys have seen um, a very Potter musical, right? Yes. The yes. Lucius Malfoy in that. I've just got an image oh, of that. Yeah. Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. Trying uh, to marry yeah. the Queen of England. They, they, they more or less, like, just go where the power is. Mm. Yeah. Ah, and that was there you go, the see? argument while I was very fever, <laughs> fever stricken. But, yeah, I imagine bed. that the um, queen in question would have been Queen Elizabeth the first because – that would be before the international statute of secrecy went up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Someone tried to marry a queen. Man. Back, back, back when um, Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington was alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. I fucking love that name. <laughs> Porpington. Um, what was I was going to say, I've got a Harry Potter trivia night next Tuesday and I am not going to do well if I don't go and study for it. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, do you want to do a quick fix? Because I have the audiobooks. Oh, no, it's okay. I've got the Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit that I'm pretty sure they're taking the questions from, so I'm just going to sit and read those cards. (laughs) Said the Gryffindor. (laughs) I think that's a hard (laughs) Slytherin move, to be perfectly honest. What was it you said the other day? Um, Hufflepuff until proven Slytherin. So in your case, I guess The other day, three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Everything's the other day to me. (laughs) But yes, Hufflepuff until proven Slytherin. Yes, is me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> oh, just 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 for your for your audience' sake, um, that first episode where where Fee talked about that friend who was like, "Now I understand why you're a Slytherin." That was me. <laughs> that was oh. me. That was over D and D. Yeah, that, that <laughs> the suggestion you made though, I was just like, "Whoa!" This. <laughs> it was just like that. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. And then I just got away. Oh, yeah, you're a Slytherin. That's fine. That happened to me as well. Like someone was like, "You're a Gryffindor. What? What the hell?" I'm like, uh, "I am also sort of a Slytherin, depending on where the wind takes me." And he was like, "I am horrified." Oh, it was because a guard was trying to escape, and we held him. And then he started telling us about his family and how he like was just trying to make a living. And I'm like, "No." No, you're not leaving. We're going to kill you. No. I didn't no, quite no. at first that you were talking about D&D and I thought you were talking about work. <laughs> Look, sometimes I feel like I would take hostages at work if they shit me off. Oh, enough. See, sometimes I wonder if I'm a Slytherin or not because I literally had a, a run of D&D where I was, um, I was essentially a mob boss without killing anyone, but I was like a waterbender, so I just like – suffocated them until they passed out and let everyone else think they were dead and then like wiped their memory. I had someone who could wipe their memory and then sent them off to have another life. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because I didn't actually want to kill anyone, but surely, you know, completely wiping someone's memory and making them pass out, letting everyone think I killed everybody is not as bad, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Half a puff until proven Slytherin. (laughs) I like that. Um... So uh, we've gone over food a little Quills. bit. Quills, yes. Yes. I have a theory, mm. and this partly ties into how does Hogwarts even make money. Sure. The Allery. The Allery. The Allery. Like, oh, yeah, money. there'd be heaps yeah, of feathers. Right? So just, like, scourgeify the shit, then take the feathers, <laughs> turn them into quills, and sell them back to your children who are coming to your school. <laughs> Yeah, it's Literally true. sell your your students' pets back to them. In pieces. In pieces. In the least upsetting possible way that you could yes. do that. Yes. In in the least in the least Snape way possible. Because Snape's like, yeah, let's just kill your pets, it's fine. Dumbledore's like, no, no, no. Let, let, let us sell their feathers back to them. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that you could also like sell like have um you know, these these the proceeds of these quills go to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, sort of thing. Like yeah. as as like if you've got them in like actual shops. Yeah, that's true. You could. Mm. People mm. would be like, "Oh yes, I'm doing a good thing." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how Dumbledore makes all of his money. Probably. 
Like, eh, it's just because, like, there are so many owls in the owlery. Like, they mm. make out like the owlery is huge in the books. So, and theoretically, a lot of them would be student owls as well as Hogwarts owls. Mm. Yeah, like Hogwarts would have its own post system for those kids that chose to take a rat or a a cat instead of an owl. I would definitely sneak a dog in because I am neither a rat or a cat person. Well, it's it's actually Ron's rat was apparently illegal anyway, so clearly no one cares. Cat or owl. Oh, well then, I'm definitely taking a dog if Ronald Weasley can get a rat in. It's not actually a rat, just FYI. He's a person. I just... just, Spoiler (laughs) alert. I was playing um, in an RP, I was playing Roxanne Weasley, um, and I just had her bring a, like, Russian mountain dog to school and, like, dared people to say anything. I love that. Wasn't that the RP I was in for a very brief time? Possibly. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just had a thought. Imagine the quills from Pigwidgeon. Aw. I don't think they'd even work. They make little things in the world. Oh, they make me happy. That is just, oh, your hand would cramp so bad, like even worse than with a regular quill. Yeah. Yeah. I just want Pigwidgeon's feathers to be useful. (laughs) I don't think Pigwidgeon's anything is useful other than looking cute. It's kind of like a baby Yoda. Sorry, the child. Everyone calls it Baby Yoda. Like literally no one cares except for a particular kind of Star Wars fan who sucks. Yes. I mean, I care a little bit, but only because we don't know Yoda's species and that's what makes him kind of cool. Yeah. I'm annoyed by the fact that they only ever call them Yoda species. Like that's really offensive. It is a little bit. Mm. (laughs) Although Yoda is the type of – cunning to just be like i'm not telling you what i am if you don't know well then it's your fault i suppose but surely someone would know what he was yoda just erased his planet from the um from the database that camino was also erased from (laughs) yeah yoda did a lot of bad things okay i was Dumbledore of um of star wars that is exactly what I said to Fee the other day. I'm like, Yoda is straight up the double door of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Oh, God. Now I'm just thinking of, like, a tea party between Yoda, Dumbledore, and Charles Xavier. Oh, Jesus. Can we sprinkle Can we sprinkle in some um, Mr. Winchester in there as well? God. As in the Winchester brother's dad? Yeah, I can't remember John, his first name. Jeffrey Morgan. The most generic John, man name. Okay. Yeah. That's right. John Winchester. All right. Can we, like, sprinkle him in there as well? All right, back on topic. Yes. Um, Animal activists in the wizarding world literally boil down to Scamander. (laughs) Yes. And Hagrid, who I... Yes. Hagrid, Newt Scamander, and and, um, Charlie Weasley, who I firmly believe have afternoon tea every month. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because we know that um, Nick's commander lives into Harry's lifetime. So Yes. yes. And Xenophilius Lovegood keeps trying to get in on that because he wants to talk about the crumpled horn snorkat, but they don't want to hear a bit of it. Yes. Um, I'm convinced this happens. (laughs) We have basically a Bigfoot truther in (laughs) in Xenophilius Lovegood. Yes. (sighs) Yes. (laughs) 
Every every single universe needs their conspiracy theorist. Mm. But yeah, I think that the disconnect between the Wizarding World and the Muggle World mm-hmm. created a lack of understanding of basic enlightened things that we understand now like mm. animals have feelings <laughs> yeah but there's enough there's enough mingling from the muggle world there are enough mm. muggle-borns that they turn around and be like uh guys this this is not cool yeah but like it seems like Hermione is the only one who's like bringing stuff to the table from her from the muggle world everyone else is like yes I'm going to yes, but Hermione's sim- horrendous at it <laughs> Hermione is like Hermione is that feminist woman who comes up to mothers who are quite happy to put stay-at-home mum housewives and tells them that they're they're horrible and they can't be feminists mm. oh. <laughs> that's no, a she, hot take no, i love it because she goes up to winky and winky is distraught because she actually wants to help the crouches even though they're horrible people right she believes that she can be helpful and can be you know useful and have a purpose by helping the crouch family by keeping their loony son well, not out in the world, mm. and she's heartbroken that she can't keep doing that and can't keep being helpful to the one friend that she has. And Hermione's like, "No, but you should be free. No, but you should be whatever." She's like, "No, I, I just want to make sure this loony doesn't get out." Mm. Like, well, I, I, I will have, not tell you about because yes, it's a big secret. Yes, I have this purpose in my life, and now I don't have a purpose anymore. Yes. Um, but yeah, so everyone else seems to be like, yes, I will completely assimilate into this new world that I have mm-hmm. become a part of and everything, like the only other like thing brought from the muggle world at all is Dean Thomas's West Ham poster. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that it's West Ham because that's where my family is also from. <laughs> West Ham is extremely important to this podcast network as we have learned. Yes. Yes, it is. Because Bishan from Down and Down Under is also a massive West Ham guy. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> we are forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> bubbles everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, they nearly reach the sky. And then, like my dreams, they fade and die. That is literally. Alice knows nothing about. British that football. is literally the, the, um, the, yeah, the West Ham. Like, that's what? all of the West Ham fans sing this at games. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's the West oh, Ham, West Ham United song. See, and my, it's sung by Doris Day. My in my country, um, my country is so terrible. In Japan, we have sumo. That's our <laughs> national sport. And um, so you sit around an arena. So the the rings in the center, the ring it's square really. Um, and then you've got the uh, like a, uh, the adjudicators sit on the first level, and then it slowly goes upwards like an amphitheater. And you have a cushion you sit on. And if you disagree with the umpire's ruling, you throw your cushion in the middle. Here's the thing. You've got to really hope you really, really, really were sure about that because you ain't getting your cushion back. <laughs> right? So this, 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 this is polite Japanese rioting. I'm going to throw the cushion I am currently sitting on, which I will never get back, so I'm very sure I don't like your decision, and I'll throw it. problem is everyone's aims really bad, so a lot, a lot of them the, the adjudicators get to uh, smacked in the back of the head with a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably like accidentally exactly oh, yes. what you wanted to do. Yeah, but, well, because it's the umpire's decision, but the adjudicators right. decide who won versus okay. like whether they restart stuff. And there's like a lot of the judges, and they're the ones in the really fancy traditional dress as opposed to everyone else in their normal Western clothes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so you throw your cushion in. That's that's what we do. That's yeah. <laughs> so you guys are singing songs about bubbles and 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 you know. Be, be yeah. in dreams and I'm sitting here like, do I really want to throw my cushion yet? 
<laughs> yeah, no, the uh, West Ham United song is Doris Day's I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles and the fourth line is just like my dreams, they fade and die. Oh, it's a great song. Okay, I've got to listen yeah. to this at some point. So, so, um... it's, it's, a, it's a very, very upbeat song too. Like it's like very upbeat. Okay. When, when, when disgruntled, um, the Japanese throw a cushion that they are sitting on and the British light a convenience store on fire when it comes to sport is yes. basically the um, sing song. Because, <laughs> yes. like, even in Australia, people will throw, like, drink bottles or whatever. Mm. But it's like we don't even throw our trash. We're like, no, 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 our trash is for the bin. But if we are, if we are disgruntled, we will throw the, the implement that makes our butts very comfortable at this current point in time. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, I love it so much. I love home sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, so beautiful. So we've got po- we've gone over potions, which some things may be able to be harvested from something that's already dead. Mm-hmm. Other things, we it just would probably be based on whether or not you want to get things from an ethical supplier, which I highly doubt Snape is. No, oh, hell no, mm. definitely not, definitely not. So oh man, I can't Snape, wait tried, to talk Snape tried to poison, poison a toad. I don't think he cares where his stuff comes from. Yeah, yeah. Snape tried to poison a student. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Snape didn't care if, he was, if if oh. babies were being murdered. So let's just pretend not pretend oh, anything. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. Please, can I be in the Snape tearing apart episode? Oh, you're one hundred percent booked oh, in. Fantastic, because <laughs> I have a lot of points to make on Snape. Oh, so do I. So do I. Oh, that Cass. might that might be a double episode. <laughs> oh yes, that will. There's a lot to say about Snape. But so far, yeah, potions. I wonder whether there'd be like a vegan potions class mm. because surely if there are enough Muggleborns who are like, uh, surely there's a nicer way or something else we can use magical properties that would provide a similar result. Mm. The one thing that I feel like. A lot of people get those sort of awakenings in their 20s. Like, you are obviously earlier than that. Mm. But, like, I'm not sure that there would be enough of a groundswell. Having said that, uh, there are a lot of kids these days who are vegan, oh, like yeah. teenagers. Mm. But, yeah, if we're talking about 1990s, maybe not, maybe present-day Hogwarts. Yeah, present-day Hogwarts yeah. probably mm. have a few vegans. But, yeah, so there was, like, a vegetarian alliance at my high school. Mm. Um, but, like, that was the extent of that. There are a few vegos in my primary school. I wasn't at the time, but like some of them were literally raised vegetarian. Their okay. parents were vegetarian and they were vegetarian and that's just how it was. Um, I wasn't at the time, but then I like when I got into high school, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, my my introduction to vegetarianism, I got fed a pet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, um, what? A little bit of back history. My, like was it a rabbit? Like what No, 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 a pigeon. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> uncle mm. – breeds and races pigeons okay and gave us uh-huh. some fantails because they're pretty and gorgeous mm. um i should give some also back history my father grew up in delhi yes until he was about nine or ten and then came here um but he's very anglo so i've got a lot of mix in there so there's some greek in there and there's most of the uk in there and and that's all fine um and so one day we, well, the, the pigeons bred to a ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. Like it got to the point we were taking the eggs out of the nests and feeding them to the dog and the cat just to get them to stop breeding and it wasn't working. They were still somehow multiplying. We got to the 30s in yeah. the number of birds B- we Birds had. will hide their eggs. <laughs> yes. Once they work out you're stealing them, they'll hide them. Um, we tried the pebble thing. It didn't work. Um, so 
he said to me, oh, you know what? I'll make you my mother's um, pigeon recipe, right? And I was, oh, I was maybe nine, mm-hmm. nine or 10. And um, oh, no. I said, okay, but I'm not going to, I won't kill them. Like I couldn't do that. I knew I couldn't do that. So mm-hmm. my dad did all the killing and I just hid in my room with like headphones on. And mom says that I spent the whole time being like, why are the jumpsticks so small? They're so tiny, blah, blah, blah. And I like made a big deal and I enjoyed it at the time. But then after that, I kept thinking, oh, no. what's the difference between, you know, the pigeon that was sitting on my plate the other night and the chicken we're going to have mm. is just fatter and bigger. And then at about 14, I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. So I, I stopped um, eating red meat at 14, um, but I kept up white meat and fish because one, I'm Asian and two, school was starting to pick up a bit more then, like you were picking your topics and oh, it was yeah. going to affect the rest of the thing. And I didn't have the time or the mental capacity to be like, okay, nutrition, making sure my nutrition was fine and making sure that all of my grades were also fine. Because mm. I would have to have done all the cooking more or less for myself if I would have been straight vegetarian because my mom was like, I'm not doing that for you. Yeah. Like it's hard enough cooking like <laughs> for a whole family. I'm not going to do that. So um, I ate white meat and then um, I turned 18 and I went back home to Japan for a month and I was like, this is my last stint of white meat and fish. So I ate the best white meat and fish I possibly could <laughs> and then I was like, right, done. Um so, yeah, that, that was me. But I think nowadays there's a lot more, like, veganism in the teens because it's getting more popular and with social media and with yeah. being able to spread that message. And it can get militant in some cases, but then there are other cases where you will see people making really logical arguments and not actually attacking people and just being straight up like, did you know this is mm. happening? Mm. Just making you aware, the end kind of thing. Um, and so I think... There would be kids who, because I, I know like really young children. Um, when I was in university, there was a girl who had a daughter who was I think five or six at the time and she didn't want to eat meat anymore. And then she was vegetarian for like a year, year and a half and then went, mommy, I want to go vegan. Mm. And the mother said, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not cooking for you that, like it's hard enough cooking vegetarian for you and then, mm. um, you know, whatever. So she didn't. But yeah. if, if you've got a seven, eight-year-old saying that, I'm pretty sure you would have kids that at 11 yeah. being like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, so there might be a couple yeah. coming in there. I think that um, in the 90s, definitely less of that. Oh, definitely. Um, it, even like coming forward, there'd still probably be a lower percentage because they're not, like unless they were already in when they were very, very small, mm. there's, I think that muggle-borns would be less active online because they can only, they only have access to these things like three months out of the year. That's mm. too. So I think that they, it would be a slower pickup mm. for the wizarding world because they're so they do isolate themselves so much, and Muggleborn seem to really, really want to assimilate, not bring their own yeah. point of view to the world. That's true. The other point too is like it's not mentioned in the books or the movies, but there is that option for. Um, wizarding parents to send their kids to Muggle primary school. Yes. So there would be those wizarding kids, those magical kids, witches and wizards who would have been exposed to that kind of, Mm. you know, be environmentally conscious, are you aware of where your food comes from, you should be growing more of your own food kind of stuff that's being 
taught in schools. Mm. And especially um, my friend is Cornish and she went back to Cornwall a few months back. Um, and she said that it's a lot easier to get vegan food there than it is here. Okay. So she said there's a... Which is interesting because Cornwall has such a massive fishing industry. Yeah, well, it. she just meant generally in the UK, but she spent a lot of time in Cornwall. Oh, okay. But she just said it was, like, so much easier in the UK to get vegan food than it is here. It was cheaper. It was just easier to mm-hmm. find. So I think there would mm. be a bigger vegan movement yeah. there. And, and thus, if there was that mingling, there would be those... Coming from Australia as well, Australia as a country eats so much more meat than most of the world. Yeah. Just as a rule. And there's like definitely a masculinity aspect tied into meat eating. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I knew someone where the partner was a meat eater was a woman and he was the vegetarian and every time they would order, one would order meat, the other one would order wouldn't, and the vegetarian dish would be put in front of her. Yes. And they'd have to swap. Yeah. Just like when my mum drinks her coffee black because she doesn't like the smell of milk Mm -hmm. Um, and my dad always has flat white and every time without fail it comes out and the the flat white gets put in front of my mother and the long black gets put in front of my dad and they have to swap. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she's the one who orders it because then she gets really particular. She's like, and it has to be weak and there has to be a pot of hot water there. Then the the barista will like bring it and put it in front of her because she was so particular it's so obvious it was her. Yeah. Um, But if it's me, then they go, oh, no, long black must go for him and flat white must go for her kind of thing. Mm. 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 It's interesting that it's just like an assumption that like meat eating is a masculine thing or black coffee is a masculine thing yeah Yeah, veganism and flat whites are there's been an uptick recently in australian men getting interested in veganism because there was a specific documentary um about like men in sports being vegan yes there was i remember that and like apparently arnold schwarzenegger is vegan now yeah i knew that (laughs) yeah yeah, he is. He is. Like, so everyone's like, oh, I want to be like Arnie sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like- well, I remember when I was in university, and this was a while ago, um, there was a student doing, I think it was sport nutrition or something along those lines, and he said to me, but you can't be um, an athlete on a vegan diet. And I slammed him back because I had all of these resources already because yeah. someone had I'd said that to someone else. I was like, but wouldn't it be difficult to be an athlete to another vegan? And they went, no, 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 this person, this person, this person had all of these resources. So I just turned around and emailed him everything and was just like, so? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but it could be good. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's, there's a few like. Olympic gold medalists yeah, in there. And there's, there's a few like Ironman winners there. So, mm, yeah. So. Yeah. If it's done correctly, I think so, it's yeah. definitely. Uh, it's it's definitely doable. Yeah. Uh, it, there's just not many people that do it correctly. Well, I think it's a thing of monitoring as well. So I um, I've dropped down to yearly, but I used to do six monthly blood tests to make sure everything okay. was fine. And the worst yeah. that's ever happened was I switched to a soy milk that wasn't fortified with B12, so I was slightly deficient. So I had a couple of jabs right. and then changed back to the old soy milk, and it's fine. Yeah. See, when I was like younger and I was discussing with my doctor about like vegetarianism and things like that. My family naturally runs basically anemic all the time. Mm. So my options at the time and like keeping in mind, this was like 10, maybe 15 years ago because what am I, 29? Yeah. Um, my options then were like monthly iron jabs and then the supplements. And I don't know if anyone saw like 15 years ago, they're probably different now, 
iron supplement tablets were like horse pills. They were massive and awful. Um, And I was just like, right, well, naturally I'm screwed. So, I mean, you can get a lot of iron from green vegetables and things like that, but it just, for me back then, it was just too hard because I was in school and I like still lived at home. I could probably do it now, um, but I'm also incredibly lazy. (laughs) That's fair. And I know that's like the worst excuse, I'm, but it's like, oh. I'm personally a bad eater <laughs> in that there are a lot of foods that I either do not enjoy the texture of or like there's something about the, like, I'm very sensitive to bitter foods. Okay, fair. Um, so like if, if anything's slightly bitter, I will really, really taste it. Mm. So there's a lot of things that are like, I would need to be able to eat this where I to go vegetarian and there would just be gaps in my diet that would just not mm, work yeah. for me so like I would I'm trying to reduce the amount of meat that I eat but that's as far as I can go at the moment no that's fair that's fair and um I think you have to like get to a point where you've got a big enough repertoire mm, um there so that you're not noticing or you're able to put in other options that you wouldn't normally use to replace those like bitter vegetables yes um for example I personally love really salty and a little bit bitter so I'm a big fan of a lot of Japanese food because it's very salty for some reason Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. I think like you might struggle because we do have a lot of bitter food yes yeah yeah so like for example rocket I cannot stand the taste oh I love it I absolutely (laughs) love it when it's all peppery oh it's amazing I grow it it grows like a weed (laughs) yeah I really like the Japanese, just the whole Japanese diet, which is just basically fish, good fats and per, and carbohydrate. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. I, I could probably live just on fish, um, like with vegetables yeah, as I well. Could. But I have a partner who cannot stand the smell of these things and that would be Fair. a main that would be a Fair. pretty big issue. But it, it, I will admit it's stinky and I have a thing about not liking to eat things I don't like the smell of. Mm. Having said that, fake cheese is stinks really bad but I like the taste of it okay so I can get over that smell just enough Mm. but even when I ate meat and stuff uh mayonnaise made me gag and tuna okay yeah yeah so yeah tuna is very distinctive though the most fish that I would have when um um with when I'm with Matt like if wait if we're cooking together like he will have a steak and I will have a piece of salmon yeah (laughs) salmon tends to be a very low odor unless it's smoked Yes. Smoked is very smoky. Yes, we are salmon fillet with um, uh, ginger, chili and coriander. That sounds good. And soy sauce. That sounds yes. good. And bait. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. we, yeah, so there's definitely some avenues for people to eat vegan at Hogwarts. If they're using the supplies given to them, then like as far yeah. as um, potions go. I think that that's going to be something that's going to get in the way. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like there, there's probably ways to do a lot of it vegan, but like probably not until you leave school. Yeah. And again, it depends on, on your perspectives on hmm. vegan. Cause I know some people who are like, no, I wouldn't take the heartstrings even if it died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. There are people who won't yeah. wear um, fake leather because it promotes wearing real leather and mm-hmm. um, there are people who won't wear op shop leather even though they're not contributing to 
the, the leather industry. Yeah, yes. even though they're not contributing to the leather industry. So, it, again, it really depends on your your limitations and how far you're willing to go. Like I am that kind of person who's like, oh, you cut you cut that meat pizza with that knife? Just give it a rinse. It's fine. Whereas <laughs> other people are like, uh, no, thank you. Please give me a new knife. Um, okay. So, yeah, it, it, there is that there. So if you are a more moderate vegan, yes, you, you will probably be able to get by in the wizarding world. But yes. if you are like absolutely no animal products whatsoever, it's probably you're just going to have to possibly go live life as a squid. <laughs> just yeah, never, never, use, never use potions. Ne- yeah, just, just drop potions mm. the moment you can. Yeah, um, yeah. never use potions. Um, ensure that oh, a... Have been tested on animals in the wizarding world? Probably, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like that's a whole thing too because I found out in high school that like Bic pens test on animals. Really? And I, yeah. Well, they, they – What? Yeah. So they haven't well, – this was ages ago though. Um, I haven't checked since. Well, but anything that sells in China is tested on animals. Cosmetic-wise? Like, well, any, any – Oh, really? Any, well, I think definitely cosmetics. I would imagine that other things as well just oh. because they're like – Everything must oh, be yeah, tested on animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so last I checked, BIC, um, they, they say they don't test on animals and they currently test on, like, cultures and test tubes. However, they are not going to rule out testing on animals because they may still need to do it. Okay. That so I guess what, that's for the safety of the ink if it comes into contact I with think your it is, skin yeah. or if you eat it. Yeah, or get it in your eye or whatever else, yeah. Mm. Yep, man. Just test on humans. There are so many desperate people who like would do anything for money. But then, is that is that taking advantage of of lower socioeconomical economic? Look, I know people who are on 100k a year who would do something stupid like that. Just oh, well, that's they did fine. It, so. I thought you meant people who were like broke and just needed an extra bit of money to pay rent, and so they were like, "I'll happily stick pen ink in my eye." Honestly, just, oh, just, no, because that, that is taking advantage. I just mean like, you know, there's always that one dumb idiot of the group who's like, yeah, 50 bucks to do this. Oh, I'll oh do that. you mean that, that sport rich kid who wants experiences? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, experience. Hell, hell, they'd be like, here, I'll give you 50 bucks, stick pen ink in my eye. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, you know, there's always those people that do things for the gram and do mm. things. Like they could honestly put it on the internet and people would be like, yeah, all right. A humble proposal? It's the internet. Test everything on Cardinal Pell. <laughs> test everything on snakes. <laughs> Wait, he's dead. Test everything. Test everything on ScoMo. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For those of you not in Australia, ScoMo is our scumbag prime minister. That's the nickname we've given our scumbag prime minister. Yes. Um, yeah. It's either ScoMo or ScumMo. Yes. Oh, I've not heard that. I, one. I, I do like ScoMo. That. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I like ScoMo. Because I think that he will like put himself out there as ScoMo because he's trying to look cool even though he's in his new um, religious freedom bill. Uh, pharmacists are allowed to refuse to um, fill prescriptions for contraception. Mm, lovely. Yes. So um, Gilead is here. Um, I don't even know how he even, like, I mean, I know how he ended up, but how did he even get chosen? Like, I didn't even know who he was until he became prime minister. <laughs> we literally had a situation where someone went, hey, I don't like this. Let's overthrow the other dude. And then there was a big tussle. Um, Before and then, that, he was just the coal fondling guy. Well, I didn't even notice he was the coal fondling guy. <laughs> Next thing, I'm like, oh, so, so we got a new prime minister. Cool. 
never seen him before, I don't think. Okay, you must have, you must have missed yeah. the whole thing where he brought the lump of coal into Parliament because that was when he was still the treasurer or whatever. I vaguely like, remember he, something yeah. about he a lump brings, of coal. Like he brings in this lump of coal. It's like this is coal. It's nothing to be afraid of. I am being paid gajillions of dollars to do this. And then there's like the, the um, whips just there, like you are not allowed to bring props onto the Parliament floor. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Australian politics is wild sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's a little bit too wild. It's like, can we please just I, honestly? Okay, just just a uh-huh. backstory because I have no idea how much Fee has actually told you about me, Ray. Mm. I'm a mermaid. Yes. <laughs> I have a mermaid okay. tail. My persona is is a a, a a like a lake or river witch because I'm not a big fan of the ocean. Um, so I Dude, am I essentially like I would distribute swords and think that's a reasonable government. At this point, I haven't found anyone I would distribute a sword to, but uh, I, I am I am to, to quote to quote Monty Python. I am that watery bent. <laughs> I was I was just thinking of the quote. I'm like, what is the quote? Oh, I like that. Yes, oh, I, I am that. Water, you're the watery type. Greta Thunberg, yes. um, the sword. Just do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just last see people will run. Just, oh. oh, I don't know. I don't have anyone. I'm like, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I think we, we've basically come to our conclusions regarding I, veganism I in the so. wisdom world. There was something I was going to say, but I've completely forgot what it was. Um, oh, we don't have zoos in the wizarding world, do we? I don't think so, no. no unless you Wonderful. count Newt's Commanders. No, but I, I, I don't. I don't think his suitcase counts because that's kind of just portals to other places, and they get to live their happy lives. And he's he's it's the he's the zoo. wonderful he's the Hufflepuff that I've always wanted to be. I guess that the Wizarding World doesn't really have the real estate to like they don't. No, think that, it really like, everything seems to be. Well, they had that weird circus uh, in the Crimes of Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like part freak show, part. A whole other thing. That's where um, I was, I was kind of annoyed about living. the cuppa, but anyway, never mind. Hmm? Oh, okay. So the the cuppa, which was the thing that oh. what's his name had to throw water on, um, while Nagini was doing her thing. Yes, yes, and yes. that's why he got yelled at. I've forgotten his name already. The 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 guy that the, the... Mitz commander or no, no 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 the other guy. Um, he was the one in the other movie who had the obscurial. Grindelwald? No, 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 no. He, no. he was oh, his um, obscure. Oh, um, 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 the, the, the credence. Credence, thank you. Credence has to throw water oh. on this thing and they call it a kappa and I'm like, kappa, <laughs> kappa. It's Japanese. It's mythical. There is a pause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I just always it's just like, think it's of, like, um, hey, would you like to come over for a kappa? Yeah, that, but put a pause in the middle and you're good. With um, kappa, mm-hmm. um, all I end up thinking of is those terrible um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies with like the people in the foam suits um, because that they use that word for demon and I was like, that is not correct. Well, like it's, 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 it's a demon but it's not generic to demon. No, yeah. So they, they think that the um, – It's more like this, a water ancient, creature yeah, that this ancient, could potentially um, be – Samurai dude who got brought to the brought to the present day thinks that um, the turtles are kappas. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, see, in in Japanese culture, kappa isn't necessarily a demon in the way that we understand it. It's not a demonic, necessarily evil creature. Yes, it's 
it's like um what's it called uh his dark materials trilogy like the yes. golden compass yeah it is yeah. just a mythical creature that is not necessarily human or mm. animal it's like demon is the best translation we have for what it is yeah because we do have actual mm. demon which are oni which are legitimately meant to be evil yes whereas cup are just kind of like weird creatures in the context of um the thing they definitely were meaning to say oni but it was made by an american so. yeah <laughs> so it's just like um yeah n- no <laughs> yeah but yeah yes yeah. so there's there's that that but yes hmm. i am i i wish i was scamander level hufflepuff because that is me i <laughs> i want all the animals to cuddle at night yeah i think that like if there was ever to be a wizarding zoo it should be named the newt's commander oh, i agree i completely agree oh, I, absolutely I, see i'm mm, i'm in two minds about zoos mm-hmm. like on the one hand let them be free yeah but i feel like in the magical world that would be possible because you would actually be able to transport the people into a bubble to see actual kelpies yeah. In their natural habitat mm. and then transport them yeah. out of that bubble to whatever. So I'd actually be all right with visiting world zoos because they wouldn't actually be zoos. They mm. would be you get into a bubble, which is more or less a port key, which moves you around to different environments where you get to interact with or see the natural yeah. habitat thing. Mm. Or like to- if, if it was going to be a physical specific location, it would be like this such and such was injured badly mm. and cannot return like rehabilitation yeah. Style stuff yeah like cannot return to the wild without getting injured so much like the good zoos yeah that we have in our world like um you wouldn't think that bali zoo is is like mm. really decent but it is because it was like founded um in 2002 Oh, really? I didn't realise it was that Yeah, early. like just by like some ex- eccentric animal lover with a lot of money. Fair enough. And it's like got all of these rescued elephants from, oh, um, that's beautiful. The, from all of the like, you know, places where they've been ridden. So like they've got like scars on their ankles from like mm. being chained, but they like have a really lovely life and you get to, there's like Oh, but they haven't been socialised so they can't be let yeah, they can't be, in the wild. Yeah, they, they can't go free. So they they just live together at this zoo and you get to go have dinner with them. I almost said something mean about your cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just went, so they're the genie of elephants. <laughs> I think any animal that hasn't been socialised properly with its own kind is the genie of. <laughs> I don't, because I don't, I most cats I know have actually been somewhat socialised with other cats. Mm. Or if they haven't, it's that they weren't raised with kittens. They were just raised around other adult cats, whereas cats are supposed to spend time with other kittens as they grow up. Otherwise, they get a little funny. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I've never actually had a – never known a cat that's not been socialised at all whatsoever. Like, oh, there was one other, and his name was Barry, and he did meet another cat. Barry is an excellent cat name. Barry is a great name for a cat. Yeah, it's gorgeous because he was um, originally black, but he had white – on his spine okay and then the white disappeared yeah um but he like he just doesn't know he uh, he is the only other cat that i've known that's not been properly socialized but he did meet um another cat when he was still less than a year like still very young like kitteny um Mm. but obviously this cat didn't live there so it was it was this weird interaction but he was kind of understanding and they were intentionally trying to like socialize him Mm. because they were realizing he has no idea what he's doing and it was like showing he was having behavioral problems. So Ginny has generally figured her shit out mostly. It's just yeah, that yeah. there's a couple of things that she like she doesn't rub up against your legs and stuff yeah, like that's that. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. And she she doesn't do the gorgeous 
um, pheromone thing where I'm not growling at you, I'm just rubbing pheromones on you and you can see my teeth, but that's okay. <laughs> I love it when my cat does that, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, All I would right. also sneak a dog in. <laughs> Sneaking dogs oh. into Hogwarts. I would sneak a Bernie's mountain dog. <laughs> oh, my God. I want one of them. My partner and I are trying to decide whether to get one of those or a Swedish Valhand, um, which is like a wolf-sized corgi. <laughs> no, a corgi-sized wolf. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine a wolf-sized corgi. Okay, both of those things sound excellent, though. (laughs) I'm just imagining a giant wolf-sized, like, corgi badonk right now. No, no, no. it's a a corgi-sized wolf. Going on? What was that, right? Yeah. It's a, no, it's it's a it's a corgi sized wolf. Oh, I feel I feel like a wolf sized corgi. That's also with like a giant like corgi butt. You know how they have the the like swayy like badonkey kind Ray, of butt. Ray dog? has a corgi, so she knows. Yeah, yeah I have a corgi. But that, but yeah. wolf sized, but giant. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, hold on, I've just sent you guys a picture of a Valhand. Oh, 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 he's even got the little leggies. He does have the leggies. Yeah, he's even. He's even got the little chicken wings, um, but they also do like corgis come tailed as well, um, which is when they look a little bit more like a, a wolfie. Oh, oh, that's precious. Yeah, so we're trying to decide whether to get one of those. Are or you going to be able to, to run with that? Because that, that's the no, problem not. with um, Peach. You can't that take that is my problem with Peach, uh, that I can't go for a run because my stride is literally like four of her like leaps. Um, I wouldn't be able to go for a run with this guy either. (laughs) So um, I think that comes to the end of the show. Yes. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at BronzePigMedia and at Raven.com. I am Ray and you can find me at Ray is a writer or Facebook. It's more likely you'll get me on Facebook, let's be honest, because I I touch my Twitter very sporadically and it's usually to rant about something stupid. Um, you can also find me on Instagram because I, my Instagram is not private. It's very much open and I post pictures about my dog and the Instagram is Ray Morgs. I'll, um, I'll add that to the usual links. And now I can talk you yeah. on Instagram and you can actually see my face, Ray. Um, <laughs> I am uh, Y Alice, of course. So uh, it's a sentence. The answer to the question, who's that? Why Alice, of course. Um, it's an Alice in Wonderland <laughs> quote. This is this is the point. I was going to say Ray Fee made about um, how most of my social media is based on Alice in Wonderland. This was Instagram, by Instagram. the way. Yes, sorry, Instagram. <laughs> that was my logic. That following. Yes, your... I'm going to stalk you. Yes, fantastic. Stalk me. It'll be great. And Alice and I will be the. Um, we haven't got it up at the point of um, the episode being released. But on Wednesday, we will be putting up the introductory episode of our Disney podcast, Damsels in Disney. Can I guest on that one? Yes, you can. Tell me which movie you want. (laughs) It might be a while, though, because we're starting. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I thought you were going to say something a little bit. Did you say Sleeping Beauty? Because I knew that was going to be the one. I just decided not to. (laughs) I decided to pigeonhole you. No, I, th- I thought you were going to say something like really new and I was like, oh, you're going to be waiting a few years, hun. Um, but that's not too bad. That's Sorry. not too bad. No, Sleeping Beauty or I'm happy to take like Beauty and the Beast as well. Okay. Mm. That you, can, you, can, you can call dibs on that one. That's, that's down the track because we're going chronologically. Yes. <laughs> yes, which was, which was why the Bambi reference got brought up today. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Bambi. <laughs> I 
love oh, Flamour. No. Bambi's just boring, but a better version of Fantasia. That there you go. Now you don't have to listen to the, <laughs> listen to the episode. <laughs> That's the point of it all. Thumper was my favorite, but yes, I will listen to that, and I would like to guest star on that. Yes, Please. wonderful. All right. I guest on yours, Alrighty. you guest on mine. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Um, excellent. All, so, all part of the I guess Bronze Pig Media here. family. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oinky, oink, oink. I really uh, hope that there is enough content for Fee to put together a somewhat semblance of a podcast episode here. Otherwise, we're just calling this one the tangent. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I still like the title. Um, <laughs> can you be vegan at Hogwarts? If you can kill a hippo, you deserve to eat it. Uh, the title. Is the dragon uh, the hippo of the wizarding world? I think it, it absolutely well, no might be. No one's ever actually used a hippo to guard a bank. That we know of. <laughs> that we know I'm of. Sure, I'm sure somewhere I'm someone sure, has I'm sure there's some like... Colombian cartel that's decided, hey, we can't do anything about these hippos, but let let them guard our our stash. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I think I think we should um, call call this a finish. Uh, mischief so. managed. Mischief managed. Mischief Thanks managed. for listening, guys. See you next time. <laughs> Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at BronzePigMedia or by email at BronzePigMedia at gmail.com. So apparently Percy Weasley doesn't fuck. You were right. Oh, told you. (laughs) I mean, we know that he fucks at least twice because he produces two two children. That's true. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to think about that. (laughs) I mean... you could always do the whole like syringe thing but I feel like that's a waste of time mm. it's a turkey baster it's a turkey baster thank you that's the word <sighs> I mean he could live in the same pod that like a same kind of pod that George Lucas does and all of his kids are adopted <laughs> that too <laughs> um, I, I, I like that I just referenced the pod that George Lucas lives in as if it's complete fact and everyone knows it <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> he sits and writes and is fed all of his food through a tube and he barely interacts with literally anyone and that's why his dialogue is so bad. Yeah, that sounds about right. Bronze Pig Media. Oink. <laughs>